0: Good morning, family, and welcome. Today, Pastor Latolo continues our journey through the Book of Colossians as he focuses on how to build our inner strength through discovering our true identity in Christ. We will also be having communion this week. So if you don't have your elements ready, please prepare them as we worship. And kids. If you didn't think it was possible to have a camp online, then guess what? We have a surprise for you. C4G, our children's ministry, is having an online camp next month. So mom and dad, if you want to register, please do so by October the 11th. And you can do so by sending an email to c4g at hatfield.co.za to ensure that your child does not miss out. For now, let's turn our hearts to the Lord as we worship.
1: Lord we just want to see you high and lifted up this morning Lord we give you the highest praise God open our hearts to see you Lord see what you want to do in us and through us So open the eyes of my heart Lord open the eyes of my heart I want to see you I want of so my
2: that frees us He makes us more than conquerors His name is Jesus that frees us He makes us more than conquerors And there will come a day He will come back for us He will reign victorious And we will rise with Him But until that day Praise His name. Jesus, the King that frees us, and make us more than conquerors. Your name is Jesus, the King that frees us, and make us more than conquerors.
3: praise Lord we give you, praise. We give you, praise. you have done it for us Lord. Oh, thank
4: you. Freed us Lord
3: and God as we give you praise in this place today we think of the goodness and the mercies that you've poured out on us we think in this place Lord God that you are making a way for us Jesus you said behold I make all things new And Lord, in this place today, we look to you as the giver, as the author of our salvation and of our lives. Pour yourself into us. We receive your grace today. And as you're watching from home, I pray, just receive the grace of God poured from the throne in this beautiful day. And say, Lord, make me a vessel to receive. Make me a vessel to give your grace, your goodness. Thank you, Lord.
1: in the crushing, in the prison, you are making new wine. And in the soil we now surrender, you are breaking new ground. You are breaking, you are breaking new ground. So we yield to you and to your careful hand When we trust you we don't need to understand So we yield, so we yield to you and to your careful hand When we trust you we don't need to understand So make us your vessel Make us an offering, make us whatever you want us to be. We came here with nothing, but all you have given us. Jesus, bring new wine out of us. so oh, Jesus, Jesus, bring new wine out of us. so oh,
2: Jesus.
1: be we came here with nothing but all you have given us jesus bring new wine out of us so make us make us your vessels make us an offering make us whatever you want us to be we came Jesus, bring new wine out of us, that's our hearts cry. Jesus, bring new wine, out of us, oh Jesus. Oh each and every one. Oh Jesus. Oh it's not by works, Lord, oh, it's by your grace, Lord. So Jesus fill us a new Jesus the old is gone the new has come you make all things new new wine new wine skins for oh, you change us Lord from the inside out, from the inside of you. Jesus, you're at the center of it all. Doing what only you can do, Lord. Only you, 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 Lord. There's no one like you. There's no one like you, Jesus. Only you. In our midst, Jesus, changing our lives, Jesus, making us your vessels. We are your body, Jesus. We are your church,
2: i <laughs> Upon the day. Jesus be the center of my life. center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. From beginning
0: to give your offering and your tithes, both the Hetfield East and the Hetfield South, you will see the SNAP scan. Please use that and the bank accounts that are made available on screen for you. Thank you so much for what you give and what you do. And we trust the Lord with you. Those that are still out of work, we trust God that he will provide work. And those that are still waiting and running their businesses to again pick up and take on more. Lord, I pray that you also would be able to be blessed as you give in this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, family, for joining us this morning, both Headfield Christian Church South and Hatfield Christian Church East. Today, we're going to share some communion together. I would like to invite you to get some elements together and so that we can be able to enjoy this time together. So today, I have Yvette on my left, and I have also... Josh on my right, they're gonna be joining me as we enjoy and take this communion together. But before then, I have asked Yvette to just share a brief testimony of how the Lord healed and touched her while she was having communion and just to share on the
5: power of what communion is in our lives as believers. I had lupus and the doctors told me that it was incurable. They also couldn't tell me how long I would live. I read a book written by Oral Roberts wherein he said that when you participate in Holy Communion you are at such a high level with God that you can ask God anything. The next Sunday morning when I was in church and preparing to participate in communion I remembered what Oral said and I had this simple prayer. Lord, If this disease is from you, you know me. Please give me the strength to carry it. Mm. If this disease is not from you, please take it away, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. That afternoon at 3 o'clock, I had no symptoms. I was healed from lupus. For about three years, my blood results still showed lupus positive but I stood on the word that I would believe the word of the Lord mm. and three years after that I was cleared from lupus mm. so prepare your heart when you participate in communion and you can ask God anything mm. well thank you thank you for that Yvette that is the
0: power of communion Because even the word tells us that by his stripes we are healed. And so this morning as we partake together, get ready to take the elements, I've asked Josh to please just pray
3: for us and then we're going to have communion together. Josh? All
1: right.
3: Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord God, so much that you are the healer. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes we are healed. And thank you that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. Lord God, as we share these elements together, the bread representing your body that was broken for us Mm. and the wine representing your blood that was spilled for us, help us to remember what you've done for us on the cross, Lord God. I pray that you would draw us closer to you and that we would in ourselves draw closer to you so that we can have confidence in who you are and what you've done in our lives, Lord God. Thank you so much for the power of the cross. And thank you so much that we can have relationship with you. Yes. We remember that as we take communion now. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
4: Amen.
0: Thank you so much, Josh. We can take the elements and we can share them together. Thank you so much for joining us in this time of communion, both Headfield East and Headfield South. we so glad that you can enjoy it with us and it can be this meaningful to you. May the Lord continue to bind you together with him. May you continue to walk with him and may our lives continue to reflect him. In Jesus' name. It is a privilege today to be here and to share God's word with you. Today, I would like to take on from what Pastor Louis has been talking about over the last two weeks, speaking about under pressure and how we are to deal with pressure and what pressure is to us and how the Colossians, through Paul's letter, they were able and capable to share and to understand what God was saying to them in that Epistle. And so this morning we would like to take it further as we're going to be reading from Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 17. This is a place where now Paul is picking up pace. He's, he's now encouraging them that there are things that need to be put off and there are things that need to be put on. Because there was a lot of confusion that was taking place in that area in that time and so Paul is encouraging them but he is also challenging them and so we're going to read through that but before we jump into Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 17 I have a couple of questions to pose to you because these were the questions or some of the questions that the Colossians were hearing Paul asking them and so I want to ask some of these questions to you today The first question I would like to ask you this morning is this. Who are you? Who are you? Normally when we go into events or a party or a conference, normally we would go and we'd greet people. And if we we don't know who they are and they are a stranger, we would normally go and say, Hi, my name is Letulo and you are... And they would normally tell you their name. And the next question normally is, what do you do? And so normally we have this thing where our identity somehow is linked with what we do. But there's so much more to us and who God has called us to be than what we do. And so the question this morning I would like to ask you, who are you? The second question I would like to ask you also is this. Not only who are you, but who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? A lot of times we may say that ah, I, I, I belong to this organization or I, I belong to this, to, this, to this company or I belong to this family. But th- who do you really belong to? How do you you get identified? Like we identify a a tree by the fruit on the tree. So, who do you belong to? The third question I would like to ask you this morning is this Who do you imitate? Who do you imitate? Who does your life reflect? Does it reflect only your philosophies, your thoughts? Whatever you want to do, or does it represent the the things that you believe in? Who do you imitate? Who do you emulate? The fact is that uh, in this world, in this life, we do emulate and we do imitate a lot of the people. But the question this morning is, who do you imitate? And so I would like to read for you In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 17, let us hear what is Paul saying that they need to put off, and what is it that he's saying they need to put on, and how does that apply in our lives today? How does that help each one of us to have inner strength when challenges come, when life happens, how do we withstand challenges? How do we withstand and have the strength that God has Given to us. Normally it is easy. We can quote verses, isn't it? Like 1 John, verse, 1 John 4 verse 4. Where it says, greater is he that is in me than the one in this world. It's easy to quote those verses. But what is it that actually holds us together? After you quote the verse, then what happens? Because it's not the quote thing of the verse. But it's about who you are believe in. It's about who you are. It's about who you imitate, and it's about who you belong to. So I would like to read with for you and with you in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 17. It's going to appear on the screens because it's quite a, a few verses to read through, but please hold in with me. We're going to Read as as fast as possible, but also to be engaging. And please listen to the words that Paul is saying in this verse. Let us read together. It's in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. I'm going to be reading for you from the NIV version. This is what it says. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put unto death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your, from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off the old self with its practices, (verse 10) and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Verse 17, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is a very powerful portion of scripture. And it highlights to us the things we are to take off and the things we are to put on. But perhaps you are saying, Pastor, I hear you, you are talking about these things. And so I would like to learn the the, the title of my message this morning. The title of my message is called Inner Strength. Inner Strength. And how do we come to get inner strength? How do we receive? How do we have inner strength? The strength that will withstand challenges and hardships and pressure. How do we do that? This morning, I would like to share with you the four pursuits of inner strength, or four inner strength. What are the things you need to be pursuing for you to have inner strength? Now, there's a lot, but these four are the ones that are highlighted on this portion of scripture that I'm sharing with you this morning. The first one that I would like to highlight is this. You need to understand that, If you pursue a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you will have inner strength. In verse 1 to 4, it tells us this, that we are hidden with Christ, but we are to pursue a personal relationship with Jesus. I don't know if you have found that when you became a Christian, that everything was fine until you said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Suddenly things change. Friends don't want to be associated with you. Somehow, how you used to do things is no longer common and is no longer acceptable. And so there's this challenge that comes because you have chosen to follow and live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, in this, in, in this, in these verses, we are encouraged that we are to pursue a personal relationship with Jesus. I don't know what you are pursuing now, but the word encourages us that we must pursue a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when we are hidden with him him, and we are in him, we are able to see the world from his point of view. He's able to reveal and to help us to be able to have and develop inner strength. Now, you may say to me, "Uh, Pastor Letzula, we have heard that before. Oh, we know about Jesus. Oh, we. I want to encourage you this morning. All of us who say these words, that Jesus is Lord of our lives, all of us, we have done nothing to earn our salvation. But the word of God requires us to do something in order to display what we believe. So we have done nothing to achieve it, but we must do something to display our belief in the Lord Jesus. And so... Paul is saying to them, please don't be swayed left or right. Just look to the Lord. So we are called to pursue a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. The second thing I would like to highlight, that we are to pursue not only a personal relationship with Jesus, but we must pursue a life of victory against sin. A life of victory Against sin, he's saying Paul in these verses from verse verse five to eleven. He names them all. He names the sin of the flesh, sexual immorality. He mentions the, the 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 sin of attitude, anger, malice. He mentions the sin of the tongue, and he speaks he speaks about lying and all those parts that he mentions in these verses. They highlight the element of sin in our lives. Now, I would like to highlight something around this. People may say, yeah, but I have been able to get over certain things all by myself. I never needed to be a believer in Jesus Christ. I never needed to take Jesus and and live a Christian life in order to overcome, let's say, being an alcoholic or in order to overcome my anger. I did it all by myself, just by self-will. Yes, that is true, and it is possible, But that is just to remove something and there is nothing else that you fill it with. You see, what Jesus and what the word of God says happens is that whatever that gets removed in our lives, the Lord fills us up again and he fills us up with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that fills us makes sure that we are able to produce fruit, love, patience, kindness, And all those things, we start to show them. They start to be displayed in our lives. So the whole thing around sin is that the power of God breaks sin of our lives. We don't move one or two of the sins. We make sure, or Jesus makes sure in our lives that we become holy and we become acceptable before the Lord. And so because of that, we are capable of living a life that that is pleasing before God because as we choose him because of our love for him we are able to gain victory over sin and so whatever that you whatever that you feed will grow stronger but whatever that you starve will grow weak and so the more victory that we have against sin we get stronger and we can we continue to sense the love of God in our lives But if sin gets stronger and we continue to live a life of sin that we know we are not supposed to live, pressure comes upon us. We are unable to achieve that which God has set before us and he has called us to. Sin, for me, I like to imagine it as something that comes and almost puts a veil on us and we become someone else that God didn't tell us to be. This morning, I have brought some few props to highlight for you what is it that we experience whenever we don't live according to what God has called us to be and what sin tends us to be. I have brought this, um, these glasses. I hope you can see them. These glasses, they, <laughs> this is what happens whenever that we live a life that we were not called for by God. When there's a veil, when there's something come that comes on and God and in this word, Paul is encouraging us and he's saying we are to remove these things because now we look like this and we walk around in the world and we have masks on and our identity gets lost because we are not in line with who God has called us to be. We do not have a relationship with God. And so, We gain only victory when we put off these things and we are able to lay them down and we put on that which God wants us to have on. And so we are to pursue a personal relationship with Jesus. And the second part, we are to pursue a life of victory against sin or over sin. The third point I would like to highlight from this portion is this. We are also called to pursue a life that encourages us to live towards the Lord. And this is a life of purpose. And this life of purpose is so crucial. Because when we are called and we have God's purposes in our lives... Nothing can crush us. Nothing can shut us down. I remember there was a time when I had a bit of a challenge a few months ago. I had a plum, a, 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 a pipe, pipes in my house around plumbing, and I couldn't fix it. And I had to call in a plumber. And a plumber came in and um, he came to check everything. But what was interesting, it was from this company that does uh, plumbing. And I, I saw this this guy coming in, he didn't um, switch off the the buggy, so I thought, why is he not switching off the car, so I was a bit, uh, I don't know what is this, this looks a bit funny, because now the, the engine is running, and idling the whole time, and now he's going to start fixing, so I asked him, I said, why do you leave the car on, don't you want to switch it off, and then you can come in, and you can do your work, so he said to me, no, no, don't worry about that, um, don't worry about that, just just leave it, and I'm like, is it something wrong with the car? I'm a very inquisitive guy, so I didn't let him just tell me that. So, <laughs> so then I did, I did, I did pursue a better answer for him. And then he said to me, "No, I just wanna try and give you a good deal because at work, if they, if I switch off the car, they're gonna pick up where I am, and therefore." Uh, they're going to charge you the full price of the work I'm going to do here. So how about you and I make a deal, and then I don't switch off the car, and then you can pay me less than half of the work amount. And I thought, yeah, this doesn't sound right. So I said to him, listen, dude, um, do you know what you're just (laughs) doing here? It's not right. It's not going to get you to achieve, you know, a better place at your workspace, and you're going to battle, you know, for the rest of your life if you continue doing this. Would you like to change that? Would you like rather that I get your number next time on an individual basis and not through the company? I can think of you and I can give you a call, but today let us honor the process. The fact that I've called the company and you are an employee at the company, come work and let's be here and you do the work and then I pay your company a full amount and next time when there's something, I can call you. Yo, that guy was so moved. He said to me he has never gotten anyone speaking like that with him. And he said, thank you so much for making me see the light and making me understand that there's something better for me. I'm called to something better, a better life. And so I wonder in your own life, do you know the purposes of God in your life? Do you know the places that God has called you, that perhaps that's where God wants to use you? Maybe you're a nurse, a teacher. Perhaps you're a policeman. Perhaps you're an engineer, a CEO. Perhaps you are a mom or a dad. Perhaps wherever that you find yourself today, God has a purpose for you right there. Make it your calling where you are, and when you fulfill God's call upon your life, you get strengthened from within. So, personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. Pursuing a relationship with the Lord is key, but also pursuing a life of victory against sin. But now also that you would pursue the purposes of God for your life. And the fourth thing that I would like to highlight this morning is this. We are to pursue a life that glorifies God. A life that glorifies God. In verse 17 it says, And whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. You and I, us the believers in Christ, when we live and we, we do Everything, when we give our best in every task that is at hand, God is honored and God is glorified through that. And this morning, I would like to encourage you, be in a place where you are pursuing a relationship with the Lord Jesus. That you are pursuing a life that that is victorious against sin. That you are pursuing a purpose that God has for you. And that in all you do, you would bring God the glory. And as we do that, inner strength is built up inside of us. We are able to withstand and to be strong because the Lord has called us to more. Let us not be found being fake, not knowing where we belong, not knowing where we should be. And we find ourselves being someone else. The verses this morning, they encourage us that we must put off the old and we must put off what drags us down, what makes us not the children of God because of how we live, but it says live out and be more. And by by so doing, we develop and we get stronger and stronger. So this morning, may you be strong. May your inner strength be it up as we continue to look to the Lord and for him to carry us
4: and see us through. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, family. I'm sure you've heard by now that the nation is going to level one of the lockdown. And as part of that, the president has said that churches are allowed to gather uh, with 50% occupancy, but only up to 250 people for an indoor event or 500 for outdoor now we don't know what that exactly means in terms of the regulations we don't know for instance right now does that mean 250 people per premises for our whole church grounds or is that 250 per venue so we're having to wait and hear from the regulations from the president and the government and what that exactly means so um, I just wanted to tell you that uh, we were planning we were anticipating to get together and we were anticipating the 50 percent occupancy and making our plans accordingly but the 250 maximum capacity that's a Little bit of unexpected for us so we're having to go re- back to the drawing board and, and remake our plans so right now we're not quite sure what the regulations are but once we know we're going to communicate with you and let you know about what we can do and what is sensible obviously most important is everybody's safety and uh, we definitely want to do our part to make sure that our community stays safe and that you are safe and will not do anything to put anybody at risk but we are eager and I know many of you are so eager to come back on site for services and as soon as we have clarity and we have made our plans, we will let you know and communicate with you. Up until then, I want to remind you to keep on connecting with us on online for our services, 930 Facebook and uh, YouTube. And you also, for those that may not have data uh, or wants to, you can join on 103FM and uh, remain part of our services. Just because we cannot come on-site doesn't mean we're not connected and we're not united. It's wonderful that we can do the on- online services. I also want to remind you, for those that want to, community groups are allowed to gather, and uh, they many of our community groups gather, and they do it some online and some on-site, and a hybrid, a mix of the two. So if you want to, you're more than welcome to continue to do that. Uh, but Let's stay connected. Let's stay being the church. Just because we can't come to church doesn't mean we can't be the church. Be the church in our fellowship and our connection and be the church in the difference we make in this world. So as soon as we have more clarity, we're going to let you know. But up until then, just know we love you. And uh, it's, we look forward to connecting with you through all of our online platforms. And remember our devotionals during the week, the webinars. There's many ways that you can stay connected. So we'll speak to you again soon.